Just a quick mention before we get started, I'm not mentioning any book recommendations or productivity tips at this point in the episode because um, I did get some questions in the Q&A about those things, so they'll be discussed very soon actually, they'll be some of the first questions, but yeah, um, let's get into it. So the first type of questions I'm going to be talking about are books. So the first question I got was, what's your favourite book? So at first I was actually going to make this answer, like talking about multiple books, but I realised actually there is one book that I've read recently, which has really um, impacted me. And it's called A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, I've never had a reading experience be so um, emotional and intense, but it was something really different for me, like in terms of how I felt. And in my opinion, it really is brilliant in every aspect, in every way. Um, the characters are very much three-dimensional. Um, you really get in their heads and you learn to understand them. The writing is beautiful. So she has said in like interviews, like the whole thing is in a way melodramatic, but it's kind of part of the experience, like you accept it. The unfolding of events and... I guess in that I mean the way that you really like get to peel back all these layers of these people and really understand them um, and it does mainly become about this one main character um, but I need to give a very huge trigger warning so while there are lots of like really important topics discussed in this and some of the stylistic choices were like super interesting it really um, is very emotionally heavy and it discusses trauma and certain traumatic events in quite a lot of detail so I would not this isn't a happy book to pick up um, so if you're not in a position to read about trauma or you really just don't want to read a sad book this isn't really for you but I found it really broadened my horizons and I found it very interesting um, I'm not giving a synopsis now because to be honest I think this is a book where if you're interested you could search up um, on YouTube there have been some reading vlogs so if you're even slightly interested maybe have a look on Goodreads or just search up um, I guess a general overview of what the book entails um, and the next question I got was uh, what's your favourite classic novel so for this question um, I'm also not going to give um, any kind of brief description um, but because they're all books that generally people know so I'm going to say Animal Farm, A Clockwork Orange, The Handmaid's Tale and Frankenstein. Generally, modern classics are my thing. I just find it very interesting, um, all, all of these books and what they discuss. So yeah, the writing's good in all of them. I would just highly recommend. So the next kind of questions that I'm answering are about productivity and motivation. So um, the first question I got was some productivity tips. So I have five to give you at the moment um, and I've made them separate from productivity tips that I'm giving in other episodes. So these are like my favourite ones I think, the most um, useful ones, but I will keep finding more tips to give in different episodes. So first one is please try to avoid forcing yourself to work if you're not up for it. Yes, meeting deadlines is really important, but at the end of the day, it's worse for you to burn out and to be in a situation where, where you just can't work at all. Um, so if you're really not feeling it and, you know, any small thing that like, you try and do to like um, get yourself in the flow of it, if it's just not happening, honestly, at least have a break from it for a few hours or do what you can. Um, if it's like a bigger task, you could like email your teacher. Um, I think it's just important to avoid burnout because I know what that feels like and I think most people do and it's just 
a really bad situation which can take a really long time to get out of. Next tip is find the best way for you to spread out your work. So this can kind of depend on GCSE versus A-level or, or whatever qualifications you're doing wherever you are in the world. Because if you're doing GCSEs, you might be doing nine to 12 subjects, whereas at A-level, you're obviously doing three. So what I mean by that is that you don't need some like really strict schedule, I guess, with like, I'll do this subject this day. But I guess figuring out, um, you know, when to do certain notes and when to do certain tasks, what time of day you work best. So then you can be the most productive and get your work done as efficiently and quickly as possible while it's still maintaining a good standard third one which um it can be really hard to do actually but think about the short-term versus long-term impacts of your procrastination so let's say you have revising to do because you have a test in like a few days time but you really want to like watch a netflix episode or just go on your phone and something's pulling you away from it so obviously short term um you will get that instant gratification from watching netflix or watching a video being on your phone but long term is you may not do that task, you may not really revise very much and that could lead to low test scores, you know, it could, it could really impact your grades in the future and now. So it's just important to really tell yourself, you know, realise what you're doing um, and what your priorities are. The next tip is find the most efficient and effective way to study. So I've realised that, yes, I'm doing A-levels now and I'm not doing GCSEs anymore, but looking back, um, thinking about GCSE science, um, I could have very easily um, not made notes. I wasted loads of time making notes, making flashcards, when really what I needed to do was active recall. Because when you look in the CGP revision guides for biology, chemistry and physics, there is nothing more that you need to learn other than what's on the page. So it's really important to not really focus on making notes and rewriting what's already in there because you don't really need it differently, but just active recall, testing yourself, um, doing, I guess, blurting, if you know what that is. Basically, blurting is choosing a section, choosing a topic, reading about it for a bit, giving yourself a break, and then writing down everything you can remember, and then you look back. And basically, active recall is what I should have done for GCSE Science to spend less time working on it, but to be more efficient in my memorization, whether you don't like mind maps, but flashcards work really well for you, if you need to do posters, flow diagrams, and active recall is really important. So figure out the best way for you to work to make it time efficient. And the last point I have is to be productive, always make time for the things you care about. So um, basically just having balance in your life, making sure that you're enjoying yourself doing the things that you care about because you will want to do your work so then you can get onto the things you enjoy. Another question I was asked was, do you schedule breaks or do you wait until you finished your work? So I find personally, um, I wait until my work is finished to have a break because I find that if there's an interruption or like a significant break during a task, um, I find it harder to get back into the flow of it um, and to get back onto the task later. So I find it easier to reward myself after finishing a task. However, if I'm demotivated, um, I will have breaks more often. And yes, the task may take longer, but it means I can still do it to a good standard even if I'm demotivated. And actually following on from that, the next question is, how do you get motivated to work? Um, you have to have a reason why you're doing what you're doing. You know, it doesn't have to be some huge career goal that you have. It can just be, you know, short term or long term. So, um, you know, just generally, do you want a good grade in this test? Do you want a good grade in your qualification that you're doing? Are you trying to get onto something in the future? Yeah, so I guess have have a reason why. Otherwise, it's very hard to 
you know, want to do certain work if you can't see the reason why you're actually doing it. And the last question for this section is, have you always had a healthy relationship with productivity? No, um, I still struggle with it, you know, and I do think most people do. If you feel like you were procrastinating and stuff like that. Um, but this half term, because um, I'm recording this during half term, it was the first time in a long time when I've actually given myself a break um, while I'm with friends and I haven't felt guilty and I've been really present. So I've really enjoyed that. And it could also be because I've like, I started watching StudyTube from like a young age, um, which kind of, it made me more aware about studying and stuff like that. But it does mean like I've given myself a very high standard. I just feel guilty a lot of the time. But the biggest tip I would give for this is you really need to create clear boundaries between work and rest. Kind of like I said before, you know, don't multitask, really try and have this time I'm going to work and this time I'm going to do the things I enjoy. So yeah, otherwise um, it kind of blurs and then you're always half working and half not. So yeah. So this next set of questions um, is about the education system more generally. Um, so the first question is, if you had to go through another education system, which one would you choose? So I would say, um, considering I do still need to do more research into um, all the education systems around the world, um, I would currently say Finland, um, because I prefer the system in terms of the experience you would probably have, but also um, I do like what it represents in some elements politically. Um, so they really don't have many formal exams. Um, teachers get to choose what they teach their classes so they can consider them as individuals and what would be most beneficial to them specifically. Um, there seems to be better trust between parents and teachers. Um, all teachers are required to have a master's degree so it's definitely like you have to be at a higher level um, to be a teacher and all schools get the same amount of funding and they choose what they spend it on so that's really great and there aren't any private schools so I'm not wholly against private schools but children um, only attend the school which is closest to them so children from different backgrounds whether it's race or socio-economic um, all these children from different backgrounds are coming together and accepting each other which I think is really nice so I would definitely go through the Finnish education system um, I do think it looks really great the next question is, is the education system non-beneficial to ethnic minorities? So that is a very broad statement, but yes, um, topics related to ethnic minorities aren't really included in most or if not all GCSE and A-level subjects. I'm not really sure about globally, but action does need to be taken and there must be more inclusivity in the UK education system as well as education globally because obviously, you know, people from all different backgrounds in terms of race um, should understand about one another and and yeah it is really important that there's diversity in the curriculum. I was also asked about my view on mental health in schools slash in the education system. I do believe that it should be covered more significantly and properly I guess in PSHE um, education so I'm not sure how that works globally but I guess having lessons um, about mental health um, is really important and not just how to deal with stress but what different mental health conditions there are, um, certain things which um, may hint that someone has a condition, how you can support your friends, how you can be there for people um, that's really important um, and I guess there should be a change in attitude towards mental health so you know for example I've spoken about exams a lot on here so far but 
exams are evidently stressful for most people um, and they don't encourage real learning. So in terms of mental health, teachers end up putting um, a lot of pressure on exams. Um, I'm pretty sure that's everywhere. Um, and obviously that isn't very good for young people. Schools should be a place which is less stressful. And I was also asked about my view on LGBTQ plus education. Um, and I really agree that um, it needs to be properly um, ingrained in sex education, you know, um, generally it only really focuses on sex in a stereotypical heterosexual relationship. Um, so there should be more inclusivity and proper information given because um, when it's not taught in school, um, there can be a lot of misinformation online. Students learn like incorrect facts make assumptions which are ultimately wrong so yeah um it definitely needs to be included um it needs to be more openly talked about because um it can make those lgbtq students really feel um isolated and left out as such so yeah it needs to be included the next question i was asked was um what do you think is the best way of getting the government's attention about changing the education system and if you could only enact one change what would it be and why so ultimately, um, I kind of realised it before starting the podcast. Um, I want to create a petition on the official UK government website, um, encouraging a review of the education system and providing some things to think about and some alternatives to certain things just to get the discussion going. Um, and the aim would be to get 100,000 signatures, which would mean that it can get debated in Parliament. Um, and obviously, I'm not sure if this thing I'm about to say is possible, but um, I do want to be involved in changes and make sure that many students also get their voices heard. I just really want change to happen. Um, obviously, that would start in the UK, but um, I think the education system, um, well, in terms of exams and the way it works and its impact on students needs to be looked at. Um, and it's really important, I think. Um, and I would like students to get their voices heard because obviously we are the ones who are impacted by this. So yeah, uh, the main thing is that the education system needs to teach us more skills which are actually um which can actually be applied to a huge variety of jobs so you know just memorizing for an exam does not do that and the last question for this section is what more could schools do to teach us about the environment and related issues so once again it needs to be included in compulsory pshe education um there could be you know more assemblies things like that school needs to encourage these practical and accessible ways we can help so by accessible i mean you know for for example as students um not everyone can become vegetarian or vegan because of their family um or generally um it can cost more to have that diet depending on certain aspects i guess i don't know a huge amount about it but um I guess it needs to be emphasised how important it is to, you know, do these small but also big things um, to help. Um, and also um, another huge thing is that schools need to use less paper. There needs to be more resources online. And while exams are still around, um, they could be switched to online. Um, think about how much paper is used worldwide or even just nationwide um, in the UK for exams. Um, you know, if you think about how many pieces of paper are used for a singular exam and then like depending on how many you take and how many students there are, that is such a huge amount of paper which ends up being wasted considering um, for GCSEs and A-levels they are scanned. So that needs to change because it would really, um, it would obviously benefit the environment but it would probably be cheaper too. So yeah, definitely so, so important that this is discussed.
So these next set of questions are a bit random, but I thought um, it'd be good to put them all in one section. So the first question is, do you prefer sixth form or secondary school and why? So I would definitely say sixth form. So for context, um, I moved from my secondary school to a separate sixth form college. Um, and honestly, it's great so far. Um, because of corona and obviously certain restrictions that are in place, it is hard to meet new people, but... Um, I've still really been enjoying my subjects and being in like a new um, environment, you know, different from somewhere that I've been for like the past five years. Um, it's really nice for that change. So the next question is, what influenced you to make a podcast? So I have listened to podcasts in the past, um, like I've known about them for a few years um, and I've always really liked the format. And I have been interested in the education system and its issues for, I would say, the past three years. Um, so I guess mentioning my friend here, so when I was in year nine, um, currently I'm in year 12, just for reference, I remember being in a geography lesson with my friend Julia, so shout out to you, um, and we were having a conversation about the education system and its issues, and it was nice to have someone to talk to about it who felt the same and we could just discuss. And, you know, thinking about the alternatives to exams, because I did kind of notice from an early point that but they don't encourage learning. Um, and I realised fairly recently, well, I guess during lockdown, that no one else was discussing this um, and considering it is actually pretty important and it affects so many young people, not just in the UK, but all around the world. Um, I thought, you know, someone should do it. So um, I decided I should be the change that I want to see in the world. Um, so I'm not trying to be some, you know, I'm not trying to make a revolution, but... I just really want to make change and to encourage thought um, about these different topics among fellow students. And that's why um, I'm here and I hope that um, some of my episodes have made you guys think differently about certain topics or, you know, consider points that you haven't thought about before. And so the last question for today um, is going to be, do you think they should close schools because of corona? So this question post was from quite a while ago, but yes, um, cases are still rapidly rising in the UK. Um, so at the time of recording, which is the 30th of October, um, yesterday there were 23,065 new cases and 280 deaths. Um, so we currently have localised restrictions, um, if you didn't know, and they clearly from numbers aren't having um, a good impact on you know cases like um, it isn't making cases really decrease and only a full lockdown was making these significant changes to cases so um, you know we need a full lockdown so then life can get closer to normal again and it's quite clear in the actions that the government do prioritize rebuilding the economy over people's lives um, and yes I do understand um, the economy needs help at this time obviously it is important but at the end of the day people are dying um and we are under these restrictions and if we could just be under a full lockdown for a longer amount of time maybe cases could significantly go down and once again life could be somewhat more normal again so yeah um this is really important and i wish the government would sort it out Thank you so much for listening. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode um, and that has been a bit different to normal in terms of format. Um, so as usual, please give me feedback on this episode um, or the podcast in general. As I say, um, I'm still really in the early stages. So any help, any guidance is really appreciated. 
So I thought I'd say for the first time on here, um, if you're interested in doing an interview or a discussion episode with me, um, please contact me on Instagram, DM me, um, and hopefully we could sort something out. Um, it can be anything related to education, productivity and books, or it could be something a bit different. I don't really mind. Um, but yeah, please let me know. Um, thank you so much for listening and hope you have a great day.